Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CBSSports.com NFL insider Boston based. So he's got a pretty good grasp on the Patriots and where they're at. Tyler Sullivan joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Ty. Hey, how you doing? Good. Appreciate you coming on board. Um... We know that uh, the Patriots' accomplishments are what they are. They're a dynastic uh, organization and going for back-to-back Super Bowls this year. They're the favorite to go back again before what transpired over the last two hours went down. Why do you think the Patriots signed uh, Antonio Brown? Well, I think it's because they're losing a guy named uh, Rob Gronkowski, number 87 there. I think that that's part of it. But also, the Patriots... What they do best is find value, whether it's, you know, a undrafted free agent, maybe it's a guy who falls out of the first round, or it's a guy who decides to freeze his feet in the cryotherapy chamber, decides to punt the ball, yell at his GM, and becomes a free agent. They find value no matter where it is. So if this thing with Antonio Brown, they're looking at a guy who is a perennial all-pro player. He is arguably, when everything is all checked out, one of the more talented receivers in the NFL, and they have done this before in the past. They have seen, you know, maybe disgruntled players in the league, whether if you go back in the day to Corey Dillon, or if you want to just stay between Raiders and Patriots with Randy Moss, you know, the guy who was kind of outstaying his welcome in Oakland. They bring those guys aboard, and they seemingly do as good of a job or better than everybody else for getting those guys to play well and also be good soldiers on the field at all. We'll see if that happens here. If it does, how much credit will Belichick get? How much credit will Brady get? Because Brady can be pretty tough on wide receivers, even Mr. Moss when he was there. Is A.B. just going to say, yes, Tom, no, Tom, whatever you tell me to do, Tom, is good, Tom? Is is that really going to work in New England this year? Well, this is something that we're going to have to monitor, and it's actually a story I'm writing about right now for CBSSports.com. You know, right now, Antonio Brown is in a crossroads of his career as he begins his Patriots tenure. Right now, he can either go down the route of being the next Randy Moss. You know, everything works out with Tom Brady. Hunky Dory lights it up. Patriots go, whatever it is, 16-0, and and everybody's happy up in Foxborough. Or we could go down the road of the Chad Ochocinco's and the Albert Haynesworths, where it doesn't work out to the degree that, we, that we've seen or the heights to which we've seen in the past, where it kind of just goes absolutely haywire. I mean, there is obviously more reason to suspect that this could go poorly with Antonio Brown. I mean, recently, just you know, just over the past few months, you've seen him either get into arguments with his quarterback and Ben Roethlisberger during practice and then sitting out a Week 17 matchup, forcing his way out of Pittsburgh, and then we get to Oakland, where he's getting into fighting matches or, or you know yelling matches with Mike Mayock, the general manager there, and now he's out the door there. So you could see this going haywire very easily in Foxborough. It's just if you're going to kind of play the odds here of, well, which team do you think could benefit from Antonio Brown or at least handle Antonio Brown, I think most people around the league would say Bill Belichick at the Patriots. 
did last year's situation with Josh Gordon, where they brought him in, he contributed. He made some plays for him. I think he led the league in average yards per catch, but of course he fell off the drug wagon again and he gets uh, booted for the rest of the season. But it didn't have any ill effects on the Patriots. They still went to the Super Bowl and won it again. Are they looking at Brown in the same uh, light that, hey, we'll bring him in if we really believe we can get him straightened out and he actually does straighten out, we benefit, we get a superstar wide receiver for nothing but money. But if he doesn't, we'll just pull the plug on him immediately. Is that a possibility this year with New England? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of what I talked about at the beginning, too. It's all about the value. You know, they're getting a guy who they, that they wouldn't have been able to get at the beginning of the offseason. There's no way the Pittsburgh Steelers are trading him to the New England Patriots. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen. And so now you're looking at a guy who is looked at around the league as damaged goods. Nobody really wants to touch him, whether he, because he could be a culture killer or, you know, doesn't, doesn't, isn't worth the headaches or anything along those lines. The Patriots are betting on their culture. They're saying that, listen, we have built something here over the course, over the past 20 years with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, that they feel like they can bring in guys like this and at least give themselves a shot to have them be stable and be successful there. So with Antonio Brown, you're banking on him getting assimilated into the culture and hopefully sticking it out. And again, the worst case scenario is that it doesn't work out. He starts screaming at Bill Belichick and, you know, doesn't get along with Tom Brady. Well, the Patriots will have no problem in cutting him. The best case scenario is that it works out and then they just kind of let him go on his merry way and they pick up a third round compensatory pick at the end of the year. The one thing that uh, I do see as a potential problem, and this is kind of more of a football thing than anything else. Antonio Brown wants a ball thrown to him upwards of 10 times a game. And even when they had Randy Moss, Tom Brady likes to do what Tom Brady does, which is spread the ball around. It's part of what makes Tom Brady the best quarterback of all time is he throws it to the guy that's open. He doesn't care who it is. He's just going to get it to the guy who can get most positive yards on that play. I think he could uh, curb his behavior. I think he could uh, show up for all the practices. I think he could be told that Instagram is his enemy, not his friend. But I think on the Sunday that he only gets the ball thrown his way three times, I think Antonio Brown's going to be Antonio Brown, and I think he got issues in New England. Yeah, it's certainly something to watch there. And also the fact of just how the Patriots you know, play on offense. They're, they're a rare offense where they work kind of on the inside out. It's over the middle of the field. That's why Julian Edelman's so successful. Over the years, you've seen guys like Danny Amendola be successful because they work in the middle of the field. Antonio Brown can do that, obviously. You know, he's a guy can pretty much do anything on the route tree. But clearly, his bread and butter is when the play breaks down, kind of, you know, and he can kind of really just go to the end zone. And then, and then either it's Ben Roethlisberger or what they had hoped would be Derek Carr chuck it up, and he comes down with it. That's not necessarily how the Patriots do things. They're no. more kind of like a machine in terms of their offense. Yes. So there's certainly going to be kind of a, not only a culture change, but kind of stylistically things are going to change there with Antonio Brown. And it's really just up to him if he's able to kind of, you know, take on whatever role the Patriots and Bill Belichick are wanting to give him. Tyler Sullivan from CBSSports.com, NFL writer, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, uh, New England aside for a second, what does all of what has transpired, you go all the way back to the deal, uh, all right, the three and the five are sunken costs. They're gone. They're done. You tried. It didn't work. Uh, you're going to pay a price for it over time, but there's nothing you can do about it now, so you just move on. But the relationship between the owner, the coach, 
and the general manager in Oakland, how much does this failure, and that's what I'm calling the Antonio Brown era in Oakland, a Stone Cold failure, how much does that affect that team going forward? Well, when you rent a guy for the offseason for a third and a fifth, yeah, I think you could say that that's a failure. Usually you'd like to have those guys for the regular season, so I, I'm kind of right there with you. But ultimately, I do think that this is you know kind of a galvanizing moment. I mean, you see this oftentimes when teams are kind of, you know, put up against some sort of adversity. They do sometimes come together here. And I do think for the Raiders brass, this is a good thing in terms of the confidence they have in one another, specifically with John Gruden and Mike Mayock. There was an opportunity here where it kind of almost looked like it was going to be a situation where Gruden is choosing between his general manager and Mike Mayock and Antonio Brown. you got to remember, John Gruden has a 10-year deal with the Oakland Raiders. He is primed to go with them to Vegas. So he's not going anywhere. And if all of a sudden he chooses Antonio Brown over Mike Mayock, it just seems like that could go haywire, especially if there was another incident once again. And as we saw, there was another incident. I mean, you know, a little over 24 hours ago, we were hearing John Gruden speak to reporters saying that everything's hunky-dory. Antonio Brown is going to play on Monday. He's back at practice. And all of a sudden he posts and kind of goes crazy on Instagram. So the fact that that happened again, after it seemed like things were going to be in the right direction, and they chose to cut ties with him, I think that shows that John Gruden is choosing to go with Mike Mayock. He's not just double downing on the talent of Antonio Brown, the potential that he can have in that offense. So ultimately, I do think that almost strengthens the relationship between Mayock and Gruden. Gruden is certainly the man of that team. He's the man in the locker room, but... He needs soldiers, and someone else has got to help him carry his water now that they've annexed the problem but also lessened the talent in the room. Is Derek Carr the quarterback to make that happen? Well, he's got to be. I mean, right now he has to be. You know, they, they went into the draft and didn't target a quarterback. You know, they didn't trade up to go get Kyler Murray if even that was available. You know, and you heard that John Gruden loved the kid, but they never ended up going to do that. They, again, they went with Derek Carr, and they are paying him to be that franchise quarterback. So now he needs to be that guy, whether it's you know not only producing on the field, but weathering what is going to be, at least for the next couple of days here, a continued media you know, bleep storm. Because it's going to be absolutely crazy about what happened with Antonio Brown. They're going to uncover other stories that have come about you know, behind the scenes. It's up to Derek Carr to not only leave the team from a on-field standpoint, but kind of riding the ship alongside Gruden off of it. So things just don't go absolutely haywire. Because they do have some characters on that team, and that locker room could go you know, completely the opposite way here. But I do like Hunter Renfro, the rookie out of Clemson there. I mean, they do have some pieces. But overall, losing a talent like Antonio Brown, even though he was such a headache while he was there, that's obviously going to be a big loss to that offense. All right, last thing. Um, we opened this season with a Thursday nighter between the Bears and the Packers. You think Bears and Packers see the final score? Oh, it must have been a December game with the uh, temperature at 10 and the wind chill at minus 10. No, this was uh, first week of September. It was balmy in Soldier Field the other night, and they put up as few points as they did. What do you think the reason behind that was? Well, it was the fifth preseason game, wasn't it? Oh, wait, no, excuse me. It was week one of the regular season. But that's what it felt like. It felt like a fifth preseason game as opposed to a regular season game. So you're looking at it. I think this is kind of the ramification of teams limiting themselves in the preseason. I mean, you have a lot of teams now not even playing the starters. And, yes, you still get the practice reps. 
if you have joint practices, that clearly obviously helps over the course of the year. But there's nothing like the live reps. There's nothing that you can – it's very hard to simulate being in a stadium, loud fans, a guy, you know, not going half speed at you while you're wearing the red non-contact jersey. It's just a different vibe. And so, to me, that's kind of the crux of it. You know, and and there's also, you know – you know, for the Green Bay Packers, they have a new head coach, a new offense. They are they are changing things there, so that's probably why they're a little bit slowed. On top of a limited action in the preseason, and then with the Chicago Bears, in terms of if you want to talk about offense, that's probably more Mitch Trubisky than anything else. But that again could be maybe a conversation for another day. Ty, great stuff. Appreciate you coming on board. Thanks for the insight. Should be a fun week for you. Thanks, brother. No, it's great. Happy New Year. Thanks, man. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.